Tiffany Vallant left a graduation party after a dispute with her mother over an accusation, walked into the dark, and allegedly died by suicide, hurling herself in front of a speeding train over five miles from her home. In the last known image of Tiffany, she was spotted on a deer camera in the Vallance yard, wearing a t-shirt, white shorts, brand new shoes, and a headband, most of which were later missing when her body was discovered. Tiffany Vallant was an 18-year-old recent graduate at Oakcrest High School in New Jersey with a full-ride volleyball scholarship for Mercy College in New York. Being a 6'2 natural athlete, she entered high school playing volleyball and softball, starting varsity as a freshman. Her friends and family described her as kind, loving, funny, energetic, with a strong relationship with her nieces and nephews. As most teenagers do, though, Tiffany sometimes butted heads with her mother, Diane. And she was most known for her extreme fear of the dark, otherwise known as nyctophobia. On July 12, 2015, the entire Valiant family was at a graduation party across the street from their household, celebrating one of Tiffany's cousins. At around 9 p.m., a friend of Tiffany's called her parents and accused their daughter of using her debit card without her permission to buy clothes and food worth over $200. At 9.15, Tiffany and her parents arrived back to their own home to discover and discuss the stolen money situation. With receipts found in Tiffany's room, it was confirmed that $86 was stolen from her friend's debit card to buy clothes. Diana confronts Tiffany, and then they begin going back and forth, arguing. Diana exits Tiffany's room and enters the kitchen to inform her husband, Stephen, about the issue. Without anyone noticing, Tiffany leaves the house in her white shorts, new shoes, a white t-shirt, and of course, her cell phone. Her parents go to her room to confront her, yet Tiffany is no longer there. They check outside and call family at the graduation party, yet she is at neither. They search the woods area that was on both sides of their driveway until Stephen remembers a deer camera on his property. They race inside and rewatch the footage, exposing a final image of Tiffany walking down the driveway at 9.29 p.m. Stephen and Diana called up some of their family members to help look around the town and area for Tiffany, and at around 11 p.m., about two hours after Tiffany was last seen, Stephen spots her phone in a bush near the end of the driveway. He quotes in an interview, This alarmed me immediately. As like most teenagers, Tiff was glued to her phone, and she would never leave home without it. One of the biggest questions that pondered Tiffany's parents was why would Tiffany wander off alone in the dark? Now, for most, this wouldn't be too odd, except for the fact that Tiffany had an intense fear of the dark, nyctophobia. Around 11.30 p.m., Tiffany's family contacted police and filed a missing persons report. Tiffany's uncle, Michael Valiant, eventually began joining the search and came alongside the train tracks about three to four miles from Valiant's home. He noticed the array of blue and red flashing lights and explained his name and reason for being over in that area. He finally then was asked to identify a body. He quotes in an interview, I know my brother. I know my brother wouldn't be able to live with that, with what I had to see that night. That's his baby, Michael explains. In the early hours of July 13th, the family is now informed that Tiffany was, in fact, killed. However, local news outlets would later report and quote it as a reported suicide, which her family still denies to this day. The news reports at 1116 that night says Tiffany was struck by New Jersey Transit train number 4963. A student engineer operating the train heading back from Philadelphia to Atlantic City going about 80 miles per hour would report fatally hitting a pedestrian near mile marker 45. 
Tiffany sustained many traumatic injuries, specifically to her head, and was finally pronounced dead on the scene by a nurse. Tiffany's body was discovered partially clothed and barefoot about four miles from her house on a dark stretch of railroad tracks. Because it was located on the railroad, the case was overseen by New Jersey Transit Police instead of the Oak Crest Police Department. This led them to numerous fatal mistakes in the homicide, which includes no family members being interviewed in the immediate aftermath of Tiffany's death. There was no psychological autopsy provided as it was marked a suicide, which one would be completed then. And unfortunately, no rape kit was completed to her body either, although she was found almost completely naked. On top of all this, evidence found at the scene was either left behind or stored improperly, resulting in moldy evidence unable to be used for DNA testing. Tiffany left the house fully clothed and was found only in her sports bra and underwear, yet none of these clothes she was wearing was found at the scene or were ever actually fully searched for. Her mother, Diana, found the white headband Tiffany was wearing miles from where her body was discovered about three weeks after she was pronounced dead as well as the brand new shoes she left the house wearing. Yet Diana mentioned in an interview that the shoes seemed to be placed there too neat. Here's Diana in an interview. Shoes and stuff were like, like in here, this area. And they were side by side almost, like a foot apart. The way they were positioned, like I just, I felt like somebody took her right out of her shoes. Tiffany was found barefoot, shoes missing at the scene, but her feet were clean without any scratches or marks. This indicates that she would not have been able to walk barefoot over these three miles to the railroad track from her house over densely wooded areas for a significant amount of distance. New Jersey Transit Police did, although, get her body tested for toxology, yet results were able to confirm that there was no drugs or alcohol in her system at the time of death. The biggest miracle was given to Stephen and Diana as a hiker found an axe with quote-unquote red markings near where Valiant's body was discovered. The axe was suspected to now be a potential murder weapon, so in 2020, the family attorney won a discovered motion to get a DNA test from the axe. Unfortunately, it was revealed by transit police that the weapon was so poorly mishandled it went missing while in storage, and it could not no longer be tested. Diana said in a statement, we were so hopeful for a miracle with the DNA testing, especially knowing Tiffany's death from the start was dismissed as a suicide without any proper investigation ever conducted. There is no excuse for evidence being mishandled. The family has held remembrance ceremonies in honor of Tiffany and her remains dedicated to seeking justice. Most recently, Tiffany Valance's story will be featured in a Netflix newest season of Unsolved Mysteries. Her story can be found in the first episode of the third season, and the hope that is there will be more public pressure. Her death certificate can finally be revised so her case can be investigated as a crime again. As Diana has quote multiple times in interviews, my daughter was not depressed or suicidal. So she wants to have the state of New Jersey change the manner of her death from suicide to unexplained. But although now, in 2021, medical records obtained by the Daily Beast suspected that Diana Valent had been abusing Tiffany before her death. Child Protected Services, otherwise known as CPS authorities, visited the Valiant home on three separate occasions in 2014. This occurred after one of Tiffany's closest teachers noticed a bruise on her arm that seemed inconsistent to a sports injury. The two had entered therapy together and Diana admitted to punching Tiffany only once in the arm during an argument. 
And after these records were released a couple months later, the Valiant's old private investigator leaked text messages from Tiffany's phone. The night of her death, she texted a friend saying, just say yes or no, should I do it? Along with texts and calls and voicemails from Tiffany's parents, friends, and family, who sounded quote-unquote desperate and constantly telling Tiffany they love her and for her to come home. At this time, no other major developments have been made in Tiffany's case. However, news reports claim that the family is not giving up and they will piece together what has happened. Tiffany's parents have also recently doubled the reward for anyone with information about her death to $40,000. So, an unsolved murder or a rightfully reported suicide? Sources from this case come from Newsweek, Unsolved Mysteries, Radio Times, Netflix Life, The Tab, New Jersey 101.5, YPBS, and Uncovered. I'm Sophie Wyckoff, and thanks for listening.